0: Hi there, and welcome to the Engage Customer Podcast. Our mantra is that organisations need to be where their customers are, cutting across internal silos and taking a more holistic view, delivering a consistent service across all channels, offline, online, social, and mobile. For over a decade, we've helped some of the world's biggest brands engage with their target customers on a deeply emotional level with industry-leading conferences and online digital media. To find out more, visit EngageCustomer.com. In this episode, we sit down with Luke Sandbridge, head of business excellence and transformation at Affinity Water. We speak to Luke about what it's like to work at Affinity and more about recent projects and
1: future plans. Luke, how are you doing today? Good to see you. Good to see you too. Great. Thank you very much for having me. Well, it's a pleasure. And uh, we wanted to get the afternoon off to a flowing start. So we think uh, you would be great at doing that. So uh, let's have a uh, have a little chat with you. So tell us a little bit about your background and your uh, your role at, at Affinity.
0: Um, so, so I run all of the business excellence and transformation programs for Affinity, which in its purest <clears throat> sense of the term is, is deploying lean management across the organization and responsible for any large-scale digital transformations that we, we have here in, at, at Affinity.
1: Now, Affinity's got a, a, a very, a very long history, really. It's been around 130 years in one form or the other, I believe. And so when you think of the uh, uh, situation at, Tr- at, at Affinity and what you just mentioned, what are some of the problems you were, you were trying to solve? Because clearly you've, you've been around for a while. You've been doing this for a while. It's not new stuff. So what were you trying to fix? <clears throat>
0: Well, I hope I don't look 150, no, uh, but no, the, no. the company's certainly been there. But uh, it feels like wet Afiniti- some days. <laughs> yeah, <it> could do. <laughs> but uh, no, Affinity Water is the one of the largest water-only companies uh, in the UK. So we currently supply about 900 million liters of water per day to our customer base, which is about 3.6 million. And our customers generally live on the outskirts of London, mm-hmm. and we and our supply area rings rings. Rings that kind of area. Um, in terms of the challenges that we've had is, and a lot of water companies have, is in 2019, we started our, our next phase uh, of improvements here. And and to be honest with you, uh, we were at the bottom of, of the league table for customer experience for Affinity Water within the industry. And ultimately, that's because a lot of customers don't actually deal with us day in, day out. So ultimately, as long as there's no problem with their supply of their water... Um, They very rarely speak to us or or engage with us in any way, shape or form. And the only time in which they do engage with us is if there's a problem experienced. And what we found here is we didn't really, we wanted to book the trend on that. We didn't want that to be our experience moving forward. So we started a piece of work in 2019, initially with our customer operations division, um, doing a discovery phase of, you know, how can we really change the dial here at Affinity? And what we found was three core things. We found that sometimes our approach was inconsistent and and not consistent on every touch point to to offer a great experience. We found that we had overly complex processes um, for our our colleagues to to kind of go through. And ultimately there was large scale manual interaction required. And as well as that, as, as well with many other companies, I can imagine our legacy systems and platforms just didn't really work with our processes very well. And ultimately, we had a large number of systems and platforms that our people needed to navigate in order to deliver great service. So those were our kind of core underlying problems. In order to deliver that, we decided to to really go on a a transformative journey. And our strategy has three core elements. Um, The first one was uh, the creation of our principles, which... We live and die by every single day. That's there to engage our colleagues in what really great service quality culture looks like. What is the service that we are going to offer our customers? How are we going to live by that? But also, those principles were used internally to to basically uh, ensure that we lived up to our commitments to each other as well. In, In addition to that, we then started a period of simplification of our processes delivered by our business excellence program Um, and then we paved the way through that simplification for a single integrated systems platform which we lovingly called here uh, uh, affinity water the ones program so those were our initial areas of focus of the transformation
1: well it sounds like you started on absolutely the right track by as you mentioned defining uh, you know defining your values defining the principles because so many organizations Forget that. And if you start from that perspective, then you can begin to build the technology, the processes, all of the things that you need to do to support that. And I, I think that's a, that's a great tribute to what you've done. So w- when you think about this particular pathway, what were the features of this? What were the things that really stood out for you when you started down this road?
0: Um, what we knew here at Affinity Water is we have some amazing colleagues who really, really care about the customers and about what we do. The first feature we started was to look internally, so we started to build capability, and the capability that we build differed depending upon the role that our colleagues uh, delivered. So, if they were people that would uh, deliver processes in day in day out and end results to our customers, we helped them with process improvement capabilities and skill set how to identify and how to overcome problems that they're experiencing in their everyday working environment. The second Uh, Feature was then those that managed our frontline teams, how can they manage processes better so that they can identify where problems were occurring across multiple processes? And we found that starting with a culture of capability building really put the the empowerment back into our business to really drive changes that matter for our customers and also for our colleagues as well. What was really important for us, as well as our principles, was that everything we've done here at Affinity Water ties into our overarching strategy. Uh, And within the water industry, we have what we call AMP planning, which is five-year business plans. We made sure that we had criteria assigned to those strategies, assigned to those uh, programmes, so that we can pick which were the best improvement Mm -hmm. programmes to take forward, ensuring that we were doing the right thing to improve our service quality. So it was those kind of two core elements linking it into strategy and building internal capability was the two requirements that we, we really leveraged during the course of the transformation.
1: And when you mention capability, I think that's a very good point because often in organizations, especially ones that have some complexity, you know, different questions, people coming through with with a whole range of issues, it's having that well-rounded person that can deal with, with uh, a number of issues because then that works better for you. It works better for the customer. That you don't have to say, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tran- have to transfer you or whatever it happens to be. So, um thinking of that and and that may be one challenge that you might have faced but what what other challenges did you have by you know when you started to look at how you wanted to deploy this combination of of i guess process and 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 behavioral change but also technology change
0: I think one of, one of the challenges that we had was you know organizations that have been around for as long as we have has seen multitude of changes so how do you take people through what could be perceived as yet again another change Mm. um, in terms and and, you know really getting over those barriers of well we've heard this before or we've tried this before and you know you really have to start to listen and I think that was one of the the big challenges we had is that there was a, a feeling of you know, we've been down this track before, how different will this be? And what we chose to do is to listen to our people, to include them in exactly what we were doing and how we were delivering it moving forward so that they feel empowered to actually challenge our processes, challenges the way that we work, to to overcome that cultural barrier. And I think a lot of organisations, they overlook that. They overlook, you know, they they go off on, on a you know, big transformation and everything has to be shiny and new. I think what organisations need to realise is the real power that you've got are the people that work for you already at the coalface who see these problems. They see and they talk to your customers every single day. If you can empower those individuals to make real, sustainable, long-lasting change for your business and you can talk to them and really move that culture forward that is the biggest thing you can do for your transformation that's how transformations either fail or they you know become a success and and that was a challenge we had but we we did that head-on we opened up the lines of communications we brought people in to talk to us we involved them in the change um and, and that's how we overcame that challenge
1: I uh, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent. I often wonder why more organizations don't do this, because the way I put it to them is that, you know, people like as you've described people in the front line, but people anywhere in the organization, but certainly in the front line, they know where the bodies are buried and probably give you a detailed map. So they you know, you really know what's going on. So what were the results? Clearly, you've 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 involved people. What were the results of the program or what are the results so far?
0: So the programme will run until 2025 as it continues to mature and we continue to mature as a, as a lean organisation. But even in the short term, our results financially have, have been quite astounding. Um, we've already mm-hmm. made £6.7 million pounds worth of realigned benefit as a result of the programme. So it's really showing a, a great financial return. And more importantly than that, though, we have an underlying capability inside the organisation to look and identify problems effectively. Then to also work through to identify the root causes and not necessarily work on symptomatic issues anymore. So for me, the financial benefits are great from a business point of view, but actually driving problem solving as an organisation and, and really bringing the customer at the heart of what we do, delivering value for the customer and removing waste from our processes. Um, th- those have been two fantastic benefits to get so early on in a program.
1: And when you have good results like that, obviously that, that shows people within the business, whether that's the senior leadership or, or frankly, anyone in the business, you know, about, about coming along on the journey. But what else did you do to convince them that this was the right, the, the right approach?
0: So, we we have had quite an extensive communication um, kind of plan that runs alongside our program. Um, We tried to take this in a different stance. So, we did not try and deliver program-style communications to the operations. What we did early on was be quite quiet about what we were doing. Um, we gave people time to learn the skills that we're asking them to learn and to then to start working through the projects and improvements that they were working on. At the point in which we started to see those projects deliver, we told our story through the, the voice of our people, the people that had been through that journey with us, the people that were making the changes on the front line. And we felt that that communication, both peer to peer, but also um, upwards throughout the organisation, was really effective. In addition to that, we've, we've got a lot of uh, Affinity Water Heroes, as, as we call them. Uh, we use them to kind of talk to us about their stories, not necessarily just the improvements they made, but the personal journey of improvement around capability that they've gone through. Um, in addition to that, um, the, the other things that we've been doing here is that I believe when, we, when I first joined Affinity, though, people were concerned about saying, oh, well, we've you know, that pilot didn't go so well or we've made a slight mistake. We turn that totally on its head and we really do embrace learning from our mistakes now. Mistakes are an opportunity to deliver better quality uh, to our customers. So we learn fast from them. We celebrate them as well, just as much as we celebrate the successes as well.
1: Yeah, I think celebrating failure, it sounds like a strange terminology, but it's, it's the way to do it, isn't it? It's, it's, it's showing people, firstly, that they're allowed to fail and you know, not not necessarily in a in a really bad way, but they're allowed to fail. That's okay, as long as we do learn from it, and and we do. And I think that's again, as you point out, many organizations are afraid to do that. They're afraid to do these things because they don't want to. They, a they don't want to be seen as failing, and they don't want to be. Uh, uh, you know, certainly a person running a program doesn't want to have that. Did you, did you sort of expand this approach throughout the business? I mean, clearly, you know, a lot of it was, was driven by the people at the front line, the people in, you know, direct contact with the company. But did you expand it throughout the whole organization?
0: Certainly have. So our entire business excellence program goes across all levels of the organization. So, yes, we've worked on frontline capability building, but we've also worked on maturity across each layer of management across our business, all the way up to our executive management team, um, we really have started a new way of working here for Affinity, and we've just started the process of assessing our maturity levers, um, which looks at our business through eight lenses that we've created around what type of organization we want to be. And um, So we do quite a lot of work, quite a lot of groups and focus sessions with our leaders to ensure that they're the leaders that we need them to be, and they've got the right skill set and capabilities to help them help their teams
1: Mm. And you have a, a customer group. I forget what you call it. People sort of people from outside the business that you inter- interact with. How does that work?
0: Yeah. So within the water industry, we have a customer challenge group. Um, so we have a, a, it's a bunch of professionals that, that support us and and really challenge our strategies and our approach moving forward. Mm. We find that extremely useful. Um, as we really get the opportunity to to test what we believe would be the right approach and then to gain very early feedback around how we can improve. We don't just use the CCG, though, as well as that, we use an online community of customers that we have about 575 at any one point working with us on both you know process changes that we make, uh, changes to our experience, all of those things to get early feedback, voice of the customer about what really matters, what's value-add and what's not. And we found that's really helped us deliver better products, better services to our customers in a very efficient and effective way.
1: But mm. well, I think when you, when you interact that way, one of the benefits is that the people see see what's happening you know when we do many businesses do surveys they send out surveys they get people filling in questionnaires but the people that do that they never really know what's happened. they never know whether or not you have made any improvements or not and it sounds like with you know with the interaction you've got at least you've got that mechanism say so, yeah we we heard what you said about this and we've done something which is which is really great and it sounds like you know you've obviously done lots and and you're you're learning lots what what else would you do to improve things what what sort of on the uh, on the agenda
0: I think for us we we need to continue striving for a perfection in a world which is not perfect and, and we're aware of that we need to keep learning from our mistakes we we very much learnt a lot during the program Um, one one of our core learnings where we we started working heavily on process simplification <clears throat> and then secondary sustainability after that We did find that there would have been a better opportunity had we balanced those better right at the beginning of the program, really brought that sustainable culture forward. Um, A a number of months would have been ideal for us. And I think for us, we're going to continue on our journey. We don't know everything we're going to deliver yet. And I think that's the exciting bit. Mm. Our customers keep talking to us, keep explaining what they require, and ultimately, their entire experience, their entire standards are changing every single year, especially post-COVID. So, you know, I, I think there's a lot to happen. There's a lot of great stuff that we're still doing. There's a lot we've got to learn, mm. and we're just up for the challenge. We can't wait for it.
1: Well, I think what you're doing is, you know, the, the whole idea of communication in any relationship is key. And, and you, clearly you're, you're showing both in terms of your internal relationships, people you're talking to internally, t- people you're talking to externally and as you mentioned, you've seen some benefits already, some financial benefits, but what other benefits would you say this approach has brought to Affinity, to Affinity Water?
0: I, I think the other benefits for me is, is a new way of working around collaboration, really breaking down those departmental directorate silos across the business. We now look at things from an end-to-end We're not working predominantly just on symptomatic issues. We're working on root cause issues and collaborating as a a one-team ethos, um, which is a huge benefit to our organisation. We've learned so much um, just by talking to to individuals, maybe in in different directorates. Um, As well as that, I think the major benefit is what we're doing here whilst we call it the Business Excellence Programme. It's not a program; right. it's a change to the way that we fundamentally work here at Affinity Water, and it will just produce more quality outputs for our customers. So, I think sustainable benefits is definitely one of the biggest um, additional benefits, other than financial, that you know that, that I definitely see value in.
1: Well, it's become a way of life for you, which is which is exactly the way these when when you do that these programs work. So. We can, we can certainly understand why you're a finalist in the award program. So good luck with that uh, later, well, early in, in December. So uh, may well see you at the award dinner. So Thank you. thanks again for your presentation. Very illuminating and really, you know, I think, help, helps a lot of people understand what you need to do to really make a difference. So thanks again, Luke.